Part One of Oedipus. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Oedipus the King, by Sophocles, translation by F. Store. Dramatis Personae. Oedipus. Performed by Andy Minter. The Priest of Zeus. Read by Hannah Dowell. Creon. Performed by Father Zyli. Chorus of Theban Elders. Read by Musical Heart One. Tiresias. Performed by Briarn the Bard. Jocasta. Performed by Linny. Messenger. Performed by Carolyn Francis. Herd of Lias. Read by Havid. Second Messenger. Performed by Philippa MacDonald. And narrated by Elizabeth Clett. Scene. Thebes. Before the Palace of Oedipus. Suppliants of all ages are seated round the altar at the palace doors, at their head a priest of Zeus. To them enter Oedipus. My children, latest born to Cadmus old, why sit ye here as suppliants? In your hands branches of olive, filleted with wool? What means this reek of incense everywhere, and everywhere laments and litanies? Children, it were not meet that I should learn from others, and am hither come myself. I, Oedipus, your world-renowned king. O aged sire, whose venerable locks proclaim thee spokesman of this company, explain your mood and purport. Is it dread of ill that moves you, or a boon ye crave? My zeal in your behalf ye cannot doubt. Ruthless indeed were I and obdurate, if such petitioners as you I spurned. Yea, Oedipus, my sovereign lord and king, thou seest how both extremes of age besiege thy palace altars, fledglings hardly winged, and grey beards bowed with years. Priests, as am I of Zeus, and these the flower of our youth. Meanwhile the common folk with wreathed boughs crowd our two market-places, or before both shrines of palace congregate, or where Ismenes gives his oracles by fire. For, as thou seest thyself, our ship of state, saw buffeted, can no more lift her head, foundered beneath a weltering surge of blood. A blight is on our harvest in the ear, a blight upon the grazing flocks and herds, a blight on wives in travail, and withal armed with his blazing torch, the god of plague hath swooped upon our city, emptying the house of Cadmus, and the murky realm of Pluto is full fed with groans and tears. Therefore, O king, here at thy hearth we sit, I and these children, not as deeming thee a new divinity, but the first of men, first in the common accidents of life, and first in visitations of the gods. Art thou not he who, coming to the town of Cadmus, freed us from the tax we paid to the fell songstress? Nor hast thou received prompting from us, or been by others schooled. No, by a god inspired, so all men deem and testify, didst thou renew our life. And now, O Oedipus, our peerless king, all we thy votaries beseech thee, find some succour, whether by a voice from heaven whispered, or haply known by human wit. 
tried counsellors methinks are apt is found furnished for the future pregnant reed appraise o chief of men appraise our state look to thy laurels for thy zeal of yore our country's saviour thou art justly hailed oh never may we thus record thy reign he raised us up only to cast us down uplift us build our city on a rock thy happy star ascendant brought us luck oh let it not decline if thou wouldst rule this land as now thou reign'st better sure to rule a people than a desert realm nor battlements nor galleys aught avail if men to man and guards to guard them tail ah my poor children known ah known too well the quest that brings you hither and your need ye sicken all well what i yet my pain how great soever yours outtops it all your sorrow touches each man severally him and none other but i grieve at once both for the general and myself and you therefore ye rouse no sluggard from day-dreams many my children are the tears i've wept and threaded many a maze of weary thought thus pondering one clue of hope i caught and tracked it up i have sent menoceus's son creon my consort's brother to inquire of pythian phoebus at his delphic shrine how i might save the state by act or word and now i reckon up the tale of days since he set forth and marvel how he fares tis strange this endless tarrying passing strange but when he comes then were i base indeed if i perform not all the god declares thy words are well timed even as thou speakest that shouting tells me creon is at hand o king apollo may his joyous looks be presage of the joyous news he brings as i surmise tis welcome else his head has scarce been crowned with berry-laden bays we shall soon know he's now in earshot range enter creon my royal cousin say menoceus's child what message hast thou brought us from the god good news for in intolerable ills finding right issue tend to naught but good how runs the oracle thus far thy words give me no ground for confidence or fear if thou wouldst hear my message publicly i'll tell thee straight or with thee pass within speak before all the burden that i bear is more for these my subjects than myself let me report then all the god declared king phoebus bids us straightly extirpate a fell pollution that infests the land and no more harbour an inveterate sore what expiation means he what's amiss banishment or the shedding blood for blood this stain of blood makes shipwreck of our state whom can he mean the miscreant thus denounced before thou didst assume the helm of state the sovereign of this land was laius i heard as much but never saw the man he fell and now the god's command is plain punish his takers off where they may be where are they where in the wide world to find the far faint traces of a bygone crime in this land said the god who seeks shall find who sits with folded hands or sleeps is blind was he within his palace or afield or travelling when laius met his fate abroad he started so he told us bound for delphi but he never thence returned 
Came there no news, no fellow traveller, to give some clue that might be followed up? But one escape, who, flying for dear life, could tell of all he saw but one thing sure. And what was that? One clue might lead us far, with but a spark of hope to guide our quest. Robbers, he told us. Not one bandit, but a troop of knaves attacked and murdered him. Did any bandit dare so bold a stroke? Unless, indeed, he were suborned from Thebes. So it was surmised, but none was found to avenge his murder, mid the trouble that ensued. What trouble can have hindered a full quest, when royalty had fallen thus miserably? The riddling sphinx compelled us to let slide the dim past and attend to instant needs. Well, I will start afresh, and once again make dark things clear. Right worthy the concern of Phoebus, worthy thine too for the dead. I also, as is meet, will lend my aid to avenge the wrong to Thebes and to the god. Not for some far-off kinsman, but myself shall I expel this poison in the blood. For whoso slew that king might have a mind to strike me too with his assassin hand. Therefore, in writing him, I serve myself. Up, children, haste ye, quit these altar-stairs. Take hence your suppliant ones. Go summon hither the Theban commons. With God's good help, success is sure. Tis ruin if we fail. Exeunt Oedipus and Creon. Come, children, let us hence. These gracious words forestall the very purpose of our suit. And may the God who sent this oracle save us withal, and rid us of this pest. Exeunt Priest and Suppliants Sweet voice, daughter of Zeus, from thy gold-paved Pythian shrine, wafted to Thebes divine, what dost thou bring me? My soul is racked and shivers with fear. Healer of Delos, hear! Hast thou some pain unknown before, or with the circling years renewest penance of yore? Offspring of golden hope, thou voice immortal, O tell me! First on Athene I call, O Zeus-born goddess, defend! Goddess and sister, befriend Artemis, lady of Thebes, high-throned in the midst of our mart. Lord of the death-winged cart, your threefold aid I crave, from death and ruin our city to save. If in the days of old, when we nigh had perished, ye drave from our land the fiery plague, be near us now and defend us. Ah me, what countless woes are mine, all our host is in decline, weaponless my spirit lies, earth her gracious fruits denies, women wail in barren throes, life on life downstricken goes, Swifter than the wind-bird's flight, Swifter than the fire-god's might, To the westering shores of night. Wasted thus by death on death, All our city perisheth, Corpses spread infection round, None to tend or mourn is found. Wailing on the altar stair, Wives and grandams rend the air, Long-drawn moans and piercing cries, Blent with prayers and litanies, Golden child of Zeus, O oh, hear, let thine angel face appear, and grant that Ares, whose hot breath I feel, though without targe or steel he stalks, whose voice is as the battle shout, may turn in sudden rout to the unharbored Thracian water sped, or Amphitrite's bed. 
For what night leaves undone, smit by the morrow's sun, perisheth? Father Zeus, whose hand doth wield the lightning brand, slay him beneath thy levine bold, we pray. Slay him, O slay. O that of thine arrows too, Lycian king, from that taut bow's gold string might fly abroad the champions of our rights. Yea, and the flashing lights of Artemis, wherewith the huntress sweeps across the Lycian steeps. Thee too I call with golden snooded hair, whose name our land doth bear. Bacchus, to whom thy minions Evo shout, come with thy bright torch, rout, live God whom we adore, the God whom gods abhor. Enter Oedipus. Ye pray, tis well. But would ye hear my words, and heed them, and apply the remedy, ye might perchance find comfort and relief. Mind you, I speak as one who comes a stranger to this report, no less than to the crime. For how unaided could I track it far without a clue? Which lacking? For too late was I enrolled a citizen of Thebes. This proclamation I address to all. Thebans! If any knows the man by whom Laius, son of Labdacus, was slain, I summon him to make clean shrift to me. And if he shrinks, let him reflect that, thus confessing, he shall scape the capital charge. For the worst penalty that shall befall him is banishment. Unscathed he shall depart. But if an alien from a foreign land be known to any as the murderer, let him who knows speak out, and he shall have due recompense from me, and thanks to boot. But if ye still keep silence, if through fear for self or friends ye disregard my hest, hear what I then resolve. I lay my ban on the assassin, whosoe'er he be. Let no man in this land, whereof I hold the sovereign rule, harbour or speak to him. Give him no part in prayer, or sacrifice, or lustral rites, but hound him from your homes. For this is our defilement, so the God hath lately shown to me by oracles. Thus, as their champion, I maintain the cause, both of the God and the murdered king. And on the murderer this curse I lay, on him and all the partners in his guilt. Wretch may he pine in utter wretchedness, and for myself, if with my privity he gain admittance to my hearth, I pray the curse I laid on others fall on me. See that ye give effect to all my hest, for my sake, and the gods, and for our land, a desert blasted by the wrath of heaven. For, let alone the gods express command, it were a scandal ye should leave unpurged the murder of a great man and your king nor track it home. And now that I am lord, successor to his throne, his bed, his wife, and had he not been frustrate in the home of issue, common children of one womb had forced a closer bond twixt him and me. But fate swooped down upon him. Therefore I, his blood avenger, will maintain his cause as though he were my sire, and leave no stone unturned to track the assassin or avenge the son of Labdacus, of Polydor, of Cadmus, and Agenor, first of the race. And for the disobedient thus I pray, 
may the gods send them neither timely fruits of earth nor teeming increase of the womb but may they waste and pine as now they waste ay and worse stricken but to all of you my loyal subjects who approve my acts may justice our ally and all the gods be gracious and attend you evermore the oath thou profferest sire i take and swear i slew him not myself nor can i name the slayer for the quest twere well methinks that phoebus who proposed the riddle himself should give the answer who the murderer was well argued but no living man can hope to force the gods to speak against their will may i then say what seems next best to me ay if there be a third best tell it too my liege if any man sees eye to eye with our lord phoebus tis our prophet lord tiresias he of all men best might guide a searcher of this matter to the light here too my zeal has nothing lacked for twice at creon's instance have i sent to fetch him and long i marvel why he is not here i mind me too of rumours long ago mere gossip tell them i would fain know all twas said he fell by travellers so i heard but none has seen the man who saw him fall well if he knows what fear is he will quail and flee before the terror of thy curse words scare not him who blenches not at deeds but here is one to arraign him lo at length they bring the god-inspired seer in whom above all other men is truth inborn enter tiresias led by a boy tiresias seer who comprehendest all lore of the wise and hidden mysteries high things of heaven and low things of the earth thou knowest though thy blinded eyes see naught what plague infects our city and we turn to thee o seer our one defence and shield the purport of the answer that the god returned to us who saw his oracle the messengers have doubtless told thee how one course alone could rid us of the pest to find the murderers of laius and slay them or expel them from the land therefore begrudging neither augury nor other divination that is thine o oh, save thyself thy country and thy king save all from this defilement of blood shed on thee we rest this is man's highest end to others service all his powers to lend alas alas what misery to be wise when wisdom profits nothing this old lore had forgotten else i were not here what ails thee why this melancholy mood let me go home prevent me not twere best that thou shouldst spare thy burden and i mine for shame no true-born theban patriot would thus withhold the word of prophecy thy words o king are wide of the mark and i for fear lest i chew trip like thee oh speak withhold not i adjure thee if thou knowest thy knowledge we are all thy suppliants i for ye all are witless but my voice will ne'er reveal my miseries or thine what then thou knowest and yet wilt not speak wouldst thou betray us and destroy the state i will not vex myself nor thee why ask thus idly what from me thou shalt not learn monster thy silence would incense a flint will nothing loose thy tongue 
can nothing melt thee or shake thy dogged taciturnity thou blamest my mood and seest not thine own wherewith thou art mated no thou taxest me and who could stay his collar when he heard how insolently thou dost flout the state well it will come what will though i be mute since come it must thy duty is to tell me i have no more to say storm as thou willest and give the rein to all thy pent-up rage yea i am wroth and wilt not stint my words but speak my whole mind thou methinks thou art he who planned the crime ay and performed it too all save the assassination and if thou hadst not been blind i had been sworn to boot that thou alone didst do the bloody deed is it so then i charge thee to abide by thine own proclamation from this day speak not to these or me thou art the man thou the accursed polluter of this land vile slanderer thou blurtest forth these taunts and thinkst forsooth as seer to go scot-free yea i am free strong the strength of truth who was thy teacher not methinks thy art thou goading me against my will to speak what speech repeat it and resolve my doubt dismiss my sense wouldst thou goad me on i but half caught thy meaning say it again i say thou art the murderer of the man whose murder thou pursuest thou shalt rue it twice to repeat so gross a calumny must i say more to aggravate thy rage say all thou wilt it will be but waste of breath i say thou livest with my thy nearest kin in infamy unwitting in my shame think'st thou for i unscathed to wag thy tongue yea if the might of truth can aught prevail with other men but not with thee for thou in ear wit i in everything art blind poor fool in utter gibes at me which all here present will cast back on thee ere long offspring of endless night thou hast no power o'er me or any man who sees the sun no for thy weird is not to fall by me i leave to apollo what concerns the god is this a plot of creon or thine own not creon thou myself art thine own bane oh wealth and empire and skill by skill outwitted in the battlefield of life what spite and envy follow in your train see for this crown the state conferred on me a gift a thing i sought not for this crown the trusty creon my familiar friend hath laid in wait to oust me and suborned this mountebank this juggling charlatan this tricksy beggar priest for gain alone keen-eyed but in his proper art stone blind say sirrah hast thou ever proved thyself a prophet when the riddling sphinx was here why hadst thou no deliverance for this folk and yet the riddle was not to be solved by guesswork but required the prophet's art wherein thou wast found lacking neither birds nor sign from heaven helped thee but i came the simple oedipus i stopped her mouth by mother wit untaught of auguries this is the man thou wouldst undermine in hope to reign with creon in my stead methinks that thou and thine abettor soon will rue your plot to drive the scapegoat out thank thy grey hairs that thou hast still to learn 
What chastisement such arrogance deserves? To us it seems that both seer and thou, O Oedipus, have spoken angry words. This is no time to wrangle, but consult how best we may fulfill the oracle. King as thou art, free speech at least is mine. To make reply in this I am thy peer. I own no lord but Loxias. Her my servant ne'er can stand enrolled as Creon's man. Thus then I answer. Since thou hast not spared to twit me with my blindness, thou hast eyes. Yet seest not in what misery thou art fallen, nor where thou dwellest, nor with whom for mate. Dost know thy lineage? Nay, thou knowest it not, and all unwitting art of the double foe. To thine own kin, to thine own kin, the living and the dead, I, and the dogging curse of mother and sire, one day shall drive thee, like a two-edged sword, beyond our borders, and the eyes that now see clear shall henceforward endless night. Ah, whither shall thy bitter cry not reach? What crag in all Scytheron, but shall then reverberate thy wail, when thou hast found, with a hymenal thou wast borne home, but to no fair haven on the gale? I, and the flood of ills thou guessest not, shall set thyself and children in one line. Flout then both Creon and my words, for none of mortals shall be stricken worse than thou. Must I endure this fellow's insolence? A moraine on thee, get thee hence, be gone, avaunt, and never cross my threshold more. I ne'er had come hadst thou not bidden me. I knew not thou wouldst utter folly, else long hadst thou waited to be summoned here. Such am I, as it seems to thee a fool, but to the parents who begat thee, wise. What sayest thou, parents? Who begat me? Speak. This day shall be thy birthday and thy grave. Thou lovest to speak in riddles and dark words. In reading riddles, who so skilled as thou? Twit me with that wherein my greatness lies. And yet this very greatness proved thy bane. No matter if I saved the commonwealth. Tis time I left thee. Come, boy, take me home. Aye, take him quickly, for his presence irks and lets me. Gone, thou canst not plague me more. I go, but first will tell thee why I came. Thy frown I dread not, for thou canst not harm me. Hear them. This man whom thou hast sought to arrest with threats and warrants, this long while, the wretch who murdered Laius, that man is here. He passes for an alien in the land, but soon shall prove a Theban, native-born, and yet his fortune brings him little joy, for blind of seeing, clad in beggar's weeds, for, for purple robes, and leaning on his staff, to a strange land he shall soon grope his way, and of the children, inmates of his home, he shall be proved the brother and the sire of her who bear him son and husband both, co-partner, and assassin of his sire. Go in and ponder this, and if thou find that I have missed the mark, Henceforth declare that I have no wit nor skill in prophecy. Exeunt Tiresias and Oedipus. Who is he, by voice immortal named, from Pythia's rocky cell, doer of foul deeds of bloodshed, horrors that no tongue can tell? A foot for flight he needs, fleeter than storm-swift steeds, for on his heels doth follow, armed with the lightnings of his sire Apollo, like sleuth-hounds, too, the fates pursue. 
Yea, but now flashed forth the summons from Parnassus' snowy peak. Near and far the undiscovered doer of this murder seek. Now like a sullen bull he roves through forest breaks and upland groves and vainly seeks to fly the doom that ever nigh flits o'er his head. Still by the avenging Phoebus sped the voice divine from earth's mid-shrine. Sore perplexed am I by the words of the master seer. Are they true? Are they false? I know not, and bridle my tongue for fear, fluttered with vague surmise, nor present nor future is clear. Quarrel of ancient date, or in days still near, know I none, twixt the Ladacian house and our ruler Polybus' son. Proof is there none. How then can I challenge our king's good name? How in a blood feud join for an untracked deed of shame? All wise are Zeus and Apollo, and nothing is hid from their ken. They are gods, and in wits a man may surpass his fellow men. But that a mortal seer knows more than I know, where hath this been proven? Or how without sign assured can I blame him who saved our state when the winged songstress came, tested and tried in the light of us all like gold assayed? How can I now assent when a crime is on Oedipus laid? Friends, countrymen, I learn King Oedipus hath laid against me a most grievous charge, and come to you protesting. If he deems that I have harmed or injured him in aught, by word or deed in this our present trouble, I care not to prolong the span of life. Thus ill-reputed, for the calumny hits not a single blot, but blasts my name if by the general voice I am denounced false to the state, and false by you, my friends. This taunt, it well may be, was boarded out in petulance, not spoken advisedly. Did any dare pretend that it was I prompted the seer to utter a forged charge? Such things were said, with one intent I know not. Were not his wits and vision all astray? When upon me he fixed this monstrous charge? I know not. I know not. To my sovereign's to my acts, acts I am blind. blind. But lo, but he comes to answer to for answer himself. himself. Enter Oedipus. Sirrah, what makes thou here? Dost thou presume to approach my doors, thou brazen-faced rogue? My murderer and the filcher of my crown? Come, answer this. Didst thou detect in me some touch of cowardice or witlessness? that made thee undertake this enterprise? I seem, forsooth, too simple to perceive the serpent stealing on me in the dark, or else too weak to scotch it when I saw. This thou art witless, seeking to possess without a following or friends the crown, a prize that followers and wealth must win. Attend me. Thou hast spoken. Tis my turn to make reply. Then, having heard me judge, Thou art glib of tongue, but uh, I am slow to learn of thee. I know too well thy venomous hate. First I would argue out this very point. Oh, argue not that thou art not a rogue. If thou dost count of virtue stubbornness, unschooled by reason, thou art much astray. If thou dost hold a kinsman may be wronged, and no pains follow, thou art much to seek. Therein thou judgest rightly. But this wrong that thou legest, tell me what it is. 
Didst thou, or didst thou not, advise that I should call the priest? Yes, and I stand to it. Tell me, how long is it since Laius? Since Laius, I follow not thy drift. By violent hands was spirited away. In the dim past, many years agone. Did the same prophet then pursue his craft? Yes, skilled as now, and in no less repute. Did he at that time ever glance at me? Not to my knowledge, not when I was by. But was no search and inquisition made? Surely full quest was made, but nothing learnt. Why failed the seer to tell his story then? I know not, and not knowing, hold my tongue. This much thou knowest, and canst surely tell. What meanst thou? All I know I will declare. But for thy prompting, never had the seer ascribed to me the death of Laius. If so he, thou knowest best. But I would put thee to the question in my turn. Question, and prove me murderer if thou canst. Then let me ask thee, didst thou wed my sister? A fact so plain I cannot well deny. And as thy consort queen she shares the throne? I grant her freely all her heart desires. And with you twain I share the triple rule? Yea, and it is that proves thee a false friend. Not so if thou wouldst reason with thyself, as I with myself. First, I bid thee think, would any mortal choose a troubled reign of terrors rather than secure repose, if the same power were given him? As for me, I have no natural craving for the name of king, preferring to do kingly deeds, and so thinks every sober-minded man. Now all my needs are satisfied through thee, and I have naught to fear, but were I king, my axe would oft run counter to my will. How could a title then have charms for me above the sweets of boundless influence? I am not so infatuate as to grasp the shadow when I hold the substance fast. Now all men cry me Godspeed, wish me well, and every suitor seeks to gain my ear, if he would hope to win a grace from thee. Why should I leave the better, choose the worse? That were sheer madness, and I am not mad. No such ambition ever tempted me, nor would I have share in such intrigue. And if thou doubt me, first to Delphi go. There ascertain if my report was true of the God's answer. Next investigate if with the seer I plotted or conspired, and if it proved so, sentence me to death. Not by thy voice alone, but mine and thine. But, O, oh, condemn me not without appeal on bare suspicion. Tis not right to adjudge bad men at random good, or good men bad. I would as lief a man should cast away the thing he counts most precious, his own life, as spurn a true friend. Thou wilt learn in time the truth, for time alone reveals the just. A villain is detected in a day. To one who walketh warily, his words commend themselves. Swift counsels are not sure. When with swift strides the stealthy plotter stalks, I must be quick too with my counterplot, to wait his onset passively. For him is sure success, for me I should defeat. What thence thy will? To banish me the land? I would not have thee banished, no, but dead, that men may mark the wages envy reaps. I see thou wilt not yield nor credit me. None but a fool would credit such as thou. Thou art not wise. Wise for myself, at least. Why not for me, too? Why, for such a knave? 
Suppose thou lackest sense. Yet kings must rule. Not if they rule ill. Oh, my Thebans, hear him. Thy Thebans. Am not I a Theban too? Cease, princes. Lo, there comes, and none too soon, Jocasta from the palace, who so fed his peacemaker to reconcile your feud. Enter Jocasta. Misguided princes, why have ye appraised this worthy wrangle? Are ye not ashamed, while the whole land lies striken, thus to voice your private injuries? Go in, my lord. Go home, my brother and forbear to make a public scandal of a petty grief. My royal sister, Oedipus thy lord, hath bid me choose, O dread alternative, an outlaw's exile or a felon's death. Yes, lady. I have caught him practising against my royal person his vile arts. May I ne'er speed but die accursed if I in any way am guilty of this charge. Believe him, I adjure thee, Oedipus, first for his solemn oath's sake, then for mine and for thine elders' sake, who wait on thee. Hearken, king, reflect, we pray thee, pray thee. but not stubborn, but, stubborn, but, relent. but relent. Say to what should I consent? Respect a man whose probity and truth are known to all, and now confirmed by oath. Dost know what grace thou cravest? Yea, I know. Declare it then, and make thy meaning plain. Brand not a friend whom babbling tongues assail. Let not suspicion against his oath prevail. Bethink you that in seeking this ye seek in very sooth my death or banishment? No, by the leader of the host divine. Witness thou, son, such thought was never mine. Unblessed, unfriended may I perish, if ever I such wish did cherish. But, oh, my heart is desolate, musing on our stricken state, doubly fallen, should discord grow twixt you twain to crown our woe. Well, let him go, no matter what it cost me, or certain death, or shameful banishment. For your sake I relent, not his, and him, where'er he be, my heart shall still abhor. Thou art as sullen in thy yielding mood, as in thine anger thou wast truculent, such tempers justly plague themselves the most. Leave me in peace, and get thee gone. I go, by thee misjudged, but justified by these. Exeunt Creon. Lady, lead indoors thy consort. Wherefore longer here delay? Tell me first how rose the fray. Rumors bred unjust suspicious, and injustice rankles sore. Were both at fault? Both. Both. What was the tale? Ask me no, Ask more. Me no more. The land is the sore land distressed. Twere better sleeping ills to leave at rest. Strange counsel, friend. I know thou meanst me well, and yet wouldst mitigate and blunt my zeal. King, I say it once again. Witless were I proved insane if I lightly put away thee, my country's prop and stay. Pilot, who in danger sought to a quiet haven brought our distracted state. And now who can guide us right but thou? Let me too, I adjure thee, know, O king, what cause has stirred this unrelenting wrath? I will, for thou art more to me than these. Lady, the cause is Creon and his plots. But what provoked the quarrel? Make this clear. He points me out as Laius's murderer. Of his own knowledge, or upon report? He is too cunning to commit himself. 
and makes a mouthpiece of a knavish seer. Then thou mayst ease thy conscience on that score. Listen, and I'll convince thee that no man hath scot or lot in the prophetic art. Here is the proof in brief. An oracle once came to Laius. I will not say it was from the Delphic god himself, but from his ministers, declaring he was doomed to perish by the hand of his own son, a child that should be born to him by me. Now Laius, so at least report affirmed, was murdered on a day by highwaymen, no natives at a spot where three roads meet. As for the child, it was but three days old, when Laius, its ankles pierced and pinned together, gave it to be cast away by others on the trackless mountain-side. So then Apollo brought it not to pass, the child should be his father's murderer, or the dread terror find accomplishment, and Laius be slain by his own son. Such was the prophet's horoscope. O king, regard it not. Whate'er the god deems fit to search, himself unaided will reveal. What memories, what wild tumult of the soul, came o'er me, lady, as I heard thee speak? What means thou? What has shocked and startled thee? Methought I heard thee say that Laius was murdered at the meeting of three roads. So ran the story that is current still. Where did this happen? Dost thou know the place? Fosses the land is called. The spot is where branch roads from Delphi and from Dolis meet. And how long is it since these things befell? Twas but a brief while where thou wast proclaimed, our country's ruler, that the news was brought. O oh, Zeus! What hast thou willed to do with me? What is it, Oedipus, that moves thee so? Ask me not yet. Tell me the build and height of Laius. Was he still in manhood's prime? Tall was he, and his hair was lightly strewn with silver, and not unlike thee in form. Oh, woe is me! Methinks unwittingly I laid but now a dread curse upon myself. What sayst thou, when I look upon thee, my king, I tremble? Tis a dread presentiment, that in the end the seer will prove not blind. One further question to resolve my doubt. I quail, but ask, and I will answer all. Had he but few attendants, or a train of armed retainers with him, like a prince? They were but five in all, and one of them a herald, liars in a mule-car road. Alas, tis clear as noonday now. But say, lady, who carried this report to Thebes? A serf, the sole survivor who returned. Haply he is at hand, or in the house? No. For as soon as he returned, and found thee reigning in the stead of Laius Lane, he clasped my hand and supplicated me to send him to the Alps and pastures, where he might be farthest from the side of Thebes. And so I sent him. T'was an honest slave, and well deserved some better recompense. Fetch him at once. I fain would see the man. He shall be brought, but wherefore summon him? Lady, I fear my tongue has overrun discretion. Therefore I would question him. Well, he shall come. But may not I too claim to share the burden of thy heart, my king? And thou shalt not be frustrate of thy wish. Now my imaginings have gone so far. Who has a higher claim than thou to hear my tale of dire adventures? Listen, then. My sire was Polybus of Corinth, and my mother Merope, a Dorian, and I was held the foremost citizen till a strange thing befell me, strange indeed, 
yet scarce deserving all the heat it stirred. A roisterer, at some banquet, flown with wine, shouted, "'Thou art not true son of thy sire!' It irked me, but I stomached for the nonce the insult. On the morrow I sought out my mother and my sire and questioned them. They were indignant at the random slur cast on my parentage, and did their best to comfort me, but still the venomed barb rankled, for still the scandal spread and grew. So privily, without their leave, I went to Delphi, and Apollo sent me back, balked of the knowledge that I came to seek. But other grievous things he prophesied, woes, lamentations, mourning, portents dire, to wit, I should defile my mother's bed, and raise up seed too loathsome to behold, and slay the father from whose loins I sprang. Then, lady, thou shalt hear the very truth. As I drew near the triple-branching roads, a herald met me, and a man who sat in a car drawn by colts, as in thy tale. The man in front, and the old man himself, threatened to thrust me rudely from the path. Then, jostled by the charioteer, in wrath I struck him, and the old man, seeing this, watched till I passed, and from his car brought down full on my head the double-pointed goad. Yet was I quits with him, and more. One stroke of my good staff sufficed to fling him clean out of the chariot seat, and laid him prone. And so I slew them, every one. But if betwixt this stranger there was aught in common with Laius, who more miserable than I? What mortal could you find more God-abhorred? Wretch, whom no sojourner, no citizen, may harbour or address, whom all are bound to harry from their homes. And this same curse was laid on me, and laid by none but me. Yea, with these hands all gory I pollute the bed of him I slew. Say, am I vile, am I not utterly unclean, a wretch doomed to be banished? and in banishment forego the sight of all my dearest ones, and never tread again my native earth, or else to wed my mother and slay my sire Polybius, who begat me and upreared, if one should say, This is the handiwork of some inhuman power, who could blame his judgment? But ye pure and awful gods, forbid, forbid that I should see that day! May I be blotted out from living men, ere such a plague-spot set on me its brand. We too, we too O King, are troubled, troubled. but till but thou till hast thou questioned the survivor, survivor still, still hope on. on. My hope is faint, but still enough survives to bid me bide the coming of this herd. Suppose him here, what wouldst thou learn of him? I'll tell thee, lady, if his tale agrees with thine, I shall have scaped calamity. And what of special import did I say? In thy report of what the herdsman said, Laius was slain by robbers. Now, if he still speaks of robbers, not a robber, I slew him not. One with many cannot square. But if he says one lonely wayfarer, the last link wanting to my guilt is forged. Well, rest assured, his tale ran thus at first, nor can he now retract what then he said. Not I alone, but all our townsfolk heard it. Even should he vary somewhat in his story, 
he cannot make the death of Laius in any wise jump with the oracle. For Loxia said expressly he was doomed to die by my child's hand. But he, poor babe, he shed no blood, but perished first himself. So much for divination. Henceforth I will look for signs neither to right nor left. Thou reasonest well. Still I would have thee send and fetch the bondsman hither. See to it. That will I straightway. Come, let us within. I would do nothing that my lord mislikes. Exeunt Oedipus and Jocasta. End of part one.